What's up, everybody? Welcome to the JKR Podcast. My name is Jay Strigling. I'm going to be your host. Let's get into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. Welcome to the 12th episode of the JKR Podcast. It is today's second episode as I interviewed Lucas Deck earlier today. I got my good high school friend Jeff Duzan coming on. He's going to be talking a little bit about this Thursday's NFL draft that is only four days away. We're going to start talking a little bit about the top prospects from the state of Indiana. I believe he's got some IU guys, Purdue and Notre Dame. And we'll get into Jeff's mock draft all the way up to the Colts pick at number 21. Some of his draft sleepers and busts and his predictions for the Chicago Bears and the Indianapolis Colts. I'm excited to have one of my good high school friends on. Um, Haven't had that in a while. So I hope this gives you something to watch for this Thursday, and let's get into it. All right, and welcome back to the second part of today's episode. We've got my good friend Jeff Duzan here to discuss the NFL draft that is coming up this Thursday. So go ahead and introduce yourself, Jeff, and we'll get into it. So I'm Jeff. Um, I know a lot about the NFL draft this year, and I'm ready to break it down. All right. Uh, So this year's NFL draft has quite a few Indiana top prospects. I know growing up, for me, any sport, football, baseball, basketball, I followed all the Indiana all the Indiana guys, so like guys from IU, Purdue, Notre Dame, Butler, stuff like that. So this year's NFL draft actually has quite a few Indiana guys in it. So can you break down a few of those guys for us? Maybe start with the IU guys like Wap Fillier and Stevie Scott, stuff like that? Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, I got six or seven uh, Indiana players I'm going to talk about, three from IU, one for Purdue, and then two from Notre Dame. Um, let's start with Jamar Johnson, the safety out of Indiana. A um, little bit about him. Uh, he's really rangy. Um, he's versatile. He can play safety or corner. He also picked off Justin Fields, one of the top quarterback, quarterback prospects twice this year. Well, this last year. Um, in 406 coverage snaps, he allowed zero touchdowns and seven interceptions. So he's got a lot of upside. And then some weaknesses, um, his tackling's kind of poor, but that can be taught. His overall speed. And then, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but he got kicked out of a game for uh, throwing a punch against, I think, Michigan. Was that so, this year or last year? I'm not too sure. I just saw it on film. But okay. So I put his temper and his discipline down as maybe a weakness, but that can be uh, coached and stuff like that too. Yeah. But so I believe he could be a – what's up? Where do you where do you see him getting picked at this year? Yeah, um, I believe he could be a top hundred pick, but he could uh, be a starter in the future. But he'll at least be a good backup in the NFL, special teams player. So he'll okay. be playing. So what are, what are some of the teams that are looking for cornerback safeties this year? Um, well, I know Chicago. My team's looking for a safety to pair up with Eddie Jackson, but um, I know the Cleveland. They're looking for someone to pair up with John Johnson. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He was on the Rams. Okay. So I'd say Cleveland, definitely. They also added Grant Delpit from last year. So yeah, I'd say Chicago or uh, Cleveland would be two good spots. All right. So who are some of the other guys you got from IU? Right. Um, let's go with Stevie Scott, the running back. 
He had 10 touchdowns in a shortened Big Ten season last year. Um, he can be a receiver out of the backfield, so that's certainly helpful too. He's patient. He'd be a good one-cut zone scheme player, kind of like uh, Jordan Howard. He came from IU. Yeah. And then he's also got good size too. He's 6'2", 230 pounds, so that's kind of tough to bring down. Yeah, this year we had him li- we had him lined up as a fullback for a lot of times on the goal line. He scored a lot of touchdowns that way. All right, yeah, that's how he'll excel for sure. And then some weaknesses, obviously overall speed being that big. The ability to make people miss because, like I said, he's a one cut and go. And then he can be predictable because, like I, like you said, he'd be lined up on the goal line. It's predictable. You know what he's going to do. Yeah. But he might be picked late. In the draft, if he's not drafted, then he'll be a priority free agent for sure. Okay. So what about what about my boy Wop? Yeah, he's he's interesting. Um, in four years, he had two thousand plus yards and twelve touchdowns, so he's been productive. I'd see him as an ideal slot guy because he's a little bit on the smaller side, weighing five eleven. Not weighing, my bad. Um, coming in at five eleven, weighing one hundred and eighty pounds. But he's got a little bit of inconsistent hands, but he's got a chance to make the roster. Special teamer for sure, but I believe he'll be a day three draft pick. So rounds five through seven. Yeah. All right. Well, I know Wap Villier, he was his uh, two years ago. So our senior year of high school, the year before I got here on campus, he was our best wide receiver, was an absolute stud. I mean, this year he was too, but this year Tyrese Freifogel, he was the guy that pretty much took over his spot as the number one receiver. Right. That's, that might be because WAP was uh, attracting the best corners on the other teams. But having a one-two duo like that this past year, that was great for IU. Michael Penix, of course, before he got hurt. But I'm looking forward to see who takes that number two spot once Tyrese Freifogel goes up to the number one spot this upcoming season. Right, right. Um, yeah, Indiana hasn't had, like, the best receivers coming out, but um, a couple years ago. Simi Cobbs, does that sound right? What is it? You remember a guy named Simi Cobbs Jr.? I do not know. No, he uh he went undrafted, but he played for Washington. He's been he was pretty good. He's got some good size, like six four or something. Yeah. yeah, he was pretty good. So we'll see how WAP does. All right. So who else you got from Indi- from uh, the state of Indiana? All right, we're gonna go with Purdue's Rondale Moore. I he's believe- supposed to be a first round guy, isn't he? Yeah, I believe he's gonna be a beast. Um, we'll start out saying that he's a little undersized. He's 5'9", 180 pounds, but at his pro day, he ran a 4'2", 40-yard dash, which is it's pretty fast. He's got a 43-inch vertical as well, so that's always fun. Um, he's definitely an electric player. He's a dynamic playmaker. He's got great burst. Um, he's also got really good change of direction skills, so that's always good to have. I believe he'd be a really good uh, run-after-catch player, so, like, good on screens or short passes, you know? Yeah. So, do you have do you have him in your mock draft? Because I know we're doing the majority of the first round in your mock draft, so is, does he come up on, on one of those teams? Right. No, he does not. Okay. So, what, what teams in the late first round, early second round do you think would be looking at him? Um, there's a couple teams really want receiver, like uh, Baltimore late in the first. I believe they pick at, like, 27. And then uh, I really believe that he should go to Green Bay and to, uh, put him with Devontae Adams. Yeah. That'd be nice. But All right, so I got a little bit of uh, 
concerns about him as well. He's only played seven games since 2018 due to injuries, but like I said, his he's been really productive his freshman and sophomore year. So well, he was he was he was the guy. He had a great game against Ohio State when Purdue upset Ohio State back in 2018. Oh yeah, he had two touchdowns. I think he had over 200 yards receiving as well. Yeah, just that one game. I mean, that really put him on the map. Right. Where I see him going, though, I believe he'll be a first-round pick, but could slip into the early second round due to his injuries. Okay, yeah. but That makes sense. He's going to be a beast. All right. So who else you got? All right. Personally, one of my favorite players in the draft goes by the nickname of Jock. His name's Jeremiah Owusu-Kormoa. He's from Notre Dame. Um, he can play linebacker or safety. He's a jack-of-all-trades kind of player, meaning, like, he can cover, blitz, tackle the run. He can do it all. He's explosive. So, is he, is he a safety or a corner? He's – his uh, defined position is linebacker. Okay. But he can play safety as well. Okay, he's really explosive. He's got great speed. He's a really hard hitter. Can force turnovers. He forced five-and-a-half fumbles. He can fly sideline to sideline. You love to see that in a linebacker in the NFL. Yeah. Um, so where, where do you see him getting picked? Definitely top 20. Really? No doubt. Wow. Yes. He's a top okay, so 20. He's, so he's in your mock draft? Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Well, I look forward to hearing that. All right. I got one more. His name is Liam Eichenberg, the tackle out of Notre Dame. Um, He was a three-year starter who learned under Quentin Nelson and Ronnie Stanley, the both pro bowlers, one from the Colts. Yeah, some good guys to, good guys to uh, learn under. Oh, definitely. Um, he's got a good first hit, and good stat about him is he was not allowed to sack in 32 games since wow. 2018. Yeah, well, I mean, Notre Dame, they're known – they're like an offensive line school. Oh, definitely. Just like Alabama is with wide receivers. Right. Yeah, Notre Dame's got some good ones. Uh, can't think of his name. I know Quentin Nelson and then Nick Martin from the Cowboys, probably one of the best guards in the league behind Nelson. So, Yeah. So do you where do you where do you have him in um getting drafted? What round? I got him going in the first round, but he might slip into the second. We'll talk about that. He's in my pocket okay. draft. So so you, so you got two Notre Dame guys going in the first round. Is that a little bit of bias, or is that no. what you actually think? A lot of the experts believe the same thing. They got some talent this year, so okay. All right. So is do you have any do you have any other guys from IU, or should we get into the mock draft? Um, that's that's all I got from IU. I mean, sorry, I, didn't, I meant Indiana, Indiana yeah, yeah, yeah. as a state. All right. Um, well, I mean, so let's get a little bit into your mock draft. Let's talk about one more guy real quick. Okay. Um, All right. Go ahead. Ian Book, the quarterback from Notre Dame. I believe he'll go somewhere in rounds five through seven, but he'll definitely get drafted in my opinion. So that's another guy to throw in there, Ian Book, quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, who did he take over for? His Was it his freshman year that he took over midseason for somebody? Oh, uh, yeah. Man, let me think. About it. His number, his name, uh, his number was number five. I know that, but I don't watch enough Notre Dame football to yeah. know the guy's actual name. The guy got he transferred to I, I think UCF um, or USF. Okay. Can't think of the guy's name. It's all right. We, we can keep going though. But didn't Ian? Didn't Ian Book? Doesn't he have like the all-time touchdown passing record at Notre Dame? Um, I'm not sure about the passing record, but I know he's got the most wins. Or something like that. Oh, okay. That that might have been what it was. Yeah. Like I said, I don't follow Notre Dame football that great, so I I don't know 100%. Right. Yeah. I'm mostly watching the NFL, but Notre Dame's my favorite college team, so. Yeah. 
So let's get a little bit into your mock draft. Who you got going number one? All right. Well, this one is not very surprising, but it's Trevor Lawrence going to the Jaguars, quarterback out of Clemson. Dude's a beast. All right. So you you got Zach Wilson going number two. Or you got someone else. I do got Zach Wilson. He's probably got. Honestly, think he's got the best arm in the draft. You watch his tape. He makes some of those crazy throws, like Aaron Rodgers. So yeah. So what puts him ahead of Justin Fields? Wasn't it like this season? Wasn't that weren't they saying Justin Fields was number two right behind Trevor Lawrence? Well, he could, Zach Wilson's got a crazy arsenal of throws he can make, and he's real mobile. Um, it's really up to whoever's picking. Like it's their choice, but and whoever's viewing the prospect. But I really see Zach Wilson as. He's really up. He's up there with Trevor Lawrence to me, so it's hard okay. to pick. But Justin okay. Fields is good too. But he was. But then again, when you when you're playing at BYU, you're not playing as good as competition as what uh, Lawrence and Fields were in the Big Ten and the um, ACC. Right. Um, yeah, that's probably the biggest knock on him. But then again, you can look at people from like uh, Carson Wentz, who went to North Dakota State. They didn't play any good people either. He still went number two overall. Yeah. So, it's how they produced. Uh, I believe Wilson had 30-something touchdowns and only three interceptions this last season. So, Okay. He, he produced real well. So, All right, so who you got to go in number three? Um, number three, I, the 49ers traded up. So, I got them selecting Justin Fields. That's where he goes. All right. So, I feel like that's a common top three for a lot of mock drafts that I was looking at. Right. It's the third pick's really going to come down to quarterback. It's going to between going to be between uh, Justin Fields, Mac Jones out of Alabama, and Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Yeah. So I got Justin Fields coming here because of the production that he's faced and how well he's done in the Big Ten. So number four, the Atlanta Falcons. I'm actually got a trade here. I got Denver moving up, taking the fourth spot. So Atlanta's going to drop back down to nine. So I got Denver Broncos taking Trey Lance to come in and battle with Drew Locke for that okay, quarterback okay. spot. So you really think that the Broncos have given up on Drew Locke? See, I don't know if they've completely given up, but they're going to bring in some competition. So basically this is a do or die for Locke as I think Trey Lance did a while. So I don't think Drew Locke's the future. You go and watch his tape. Mm, he's got so many interceptions and bad throws. I think it's time yeah. to move on. All right. So you got go, you got uh, going number five. You got another quarterback, or are you going something else? I'm staying on the offensive side of the ball, but not a quarterback. So Cincinnati's got to do something to help Joe Burrow. So you could either go receiver, like Jamar Chase is there, who is uh, Joe Burrow's teammate, or you could protect him and go with the uh, top tackle, Panay Sewell, but. I have the, no, I have uh, Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida, who I believe is the best prospect in this draft. Okay, so if he's a top prospect in this draft, how come the Jets decide to trade away their quarterback Sam Darnold and get a quarterback instead of trying to get him some uh, right. weapons to throw out there? Yeah. Um, well, Sam Darnold hasn't really been too great. You can either blame it on the scheme that he was in, or himself, or Adam Gase. No one really knows. It was time to move on. So. If Zach Wilson was there, you got to take him. Okay. All right. Because even if you select Kyle Pitts, who's throwing the ball to him? So, you know. True, true. You got to have that quarterback figured out. 
But, uh, yeah, since he's going to go with Kyle Pitts, they need a tight end real bad after losing Eifert the last season. So, put him in there with Joe Burrow, give him some weapons. Where'd Eifert go? He went to uh, Jacksonville, but I'm not too sure if they retained him because he was on a two-year deal. I believe they cut him. So Okay. Well, I mean, he was a stud for a really long time, but he would always get hurt. Yeah. He was a he was a Fort Wayne guy, so I kind of followed him a little bit. Right. He but, was I mean, a beast, again, yeah. Cincinnati wasn't good for the longest time. Yeah. He was a beast, but injuries got to him. Yeah. And did he go to Did he go to Purdue for college or where he to Notre to? Dame? Okay. Well, I knew his, I knew his brother went to Purdue, so I wasn't sure if he it was just a Purdue family that wanted them both to go to Purdue, or he went somewhere else. Gotcha. Nah, he went to Notre Dame High School. Okay. All right, so um, we got Miami on the board. They initially traded the third pick to the 49ers, which made them go to the 12th, but they traded up with the Philadelphia Eagles to take six. So I got them going and adding another weapon and Jamar Chase out of LSU. Okay, so you got Jamar Chase going ahead of Devontae Smith? Yes, I do. Smith's a little undersized. He weighs about 175 pounds at receiver. That's kind of scary, but we'll talk about him in a little bit, but – yeah, Jamar Chase is, in my opinion, by far the best receiver in this class. You watch his tape; he's he's a burner. He can do everything. All right, so who who do you, who do you compare him to in the league right now? Um, I'm gonna go with Keenan Allen from the Chargers. Okay, I had him on my fantasy team this year. Did pretty well. Yeah, Jamar Chase is gonna be. Just watch. All right, all right. I'll take your word for it. All right, we got the Detroit Lions at number seven. They're going to trade to the Washington football team, and that is the only two trades I've made in this mock draft. But because Lions just traded away uh, Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff not too long ago, so they don't really need a quarterback, so they'd be looking to trade down for a team that quarterback need needy. So, yeah, Washington at number seven, I got them going Mac Jones out of Alabama. Okay. Um, he's very accurate, but he's a little – he can't move, really. He's not mobile, so that's why he's not one of those top four. But some people's mock drafts, like real high-up analysts, have them going – the 49ers going Mac Jones at number three. So, I mean. Yeah, from a lot of the different mock drafts I saw, like I was looking, I saw one had Mac Jones going like number 15, another one, another one had him going three. Like what makes what makes him so widely ranged in the mock drafts? Um, because Alabama's got a really good system. Like AJ McCarron was a real good Alabama quarterback, but you see where he's he hasn't really produced in the yeah. NFL whatsoever. And then Tua, he's still a question mark. We'll see this year in the upcoming years, but it might be the system. He's not mobile, but he's really accurate. So, but um, like you said, at fifteen, there's a lot of teams on there that could take him, like New England, or if he falls a little farther to like the football team at 19 or even the bears at 20, but I don't think he'll fall that far. This is going to be a team to trade of. So, okay. So who, okay. Who you got going next? Uh, Carolina Panthers. Um, they would be in a spot for a quarterback, but they just traded for Sam Darnold. So, yeah. So we're going to have them protecting Sam Darnold and going Panay Sewell, the best offensive lineman in this draft out of Oregon. He's an offensive tackle, uh, mainly left tackle. So protect Darnold's blind side. He could, yeah, he's gonna be a Pro Bowler. I I believe a ten year Pro Bowler. He's gonna be a monster. Yeah. So is he gonna be similar to Quentin Nelson, or Quentin Nelson? You think's better? Um, 
that's hard to tell. Nelson's a monster right now, but Sewell's got that upside definitely. All right, going number nine, Detroit Lions, or you said some. You said you traded that pick, right? right? I traded the Atlanta Falcons from four, so the Falcons are back down to nine now. So they're going to take, um, I believe, the best linebacker. Well, it's a tough one between um, uh, what's his name, Jeremiah Wusu Kormoa, or. Micah Parsons. I have him going Micah Parsons out of uh, Penn State, going back to the Big Ten here. So this is actually the first defensive player off the board here, all the way at nine. So it's a heavy offensive draft from the first nine, first eight picks. So Yeah. All right, Micah Parsons, he's he's a beast. He's like 6'3", 245 pounds. Ran like a 4'3", something 40 at his pro day. He's a monster. But he could fall late because he's had some off-the-field issues and his uh, uh, his personality is not too great. Like, yeah, he could be trouble. All right, we got Dallas at number 10. Um, this one's going to be on the defensive side of the ball. It has to be with Prescott coming back. They don't need a quarterback. Just got re-signed. Big contract. So they're going to go cornerback Patrick Sertan Jr. out of Alabama. From Alabama? Yes, sir. All right, so Alabama has three picks in the top ten. Yes, they do. They have a really talented class this year. So Sertan is a uh, – his, his dad was in the NFL, actually. He played for, I think, Miami. Yeah. So, yeah, um, Dallas just picked a corner in the last year's draft in the first or second round. I believe the second round. It was Trayvon, Trayvon Diggs, brother of Stephon Diggs, wide receiver. Yeah. So, they were teammates at Alabama, so now they're going to reunite on the Dallas Cowboys. All right, we got the New York Giants at number 11. Um, a lot of people have them going receiver if you look at all the mock drafts, but I don't think they're going to because they just added Kenny Galladay on a big contract. So, I got them going back to the Big Ten. They're going to go with Quiddy Pay, the best edge, ru- edge rusher out of Michigan. All right, so another Big Ten guy, of course. Got to like that. Big Ten's the best conference in college sports, so. Yeah, Pay's a monster. Um, he's got so much uh, strength that he comes off the line with. It's hard to block him. He's got some speed too, cause he ran like a, I want to say it was a four five something forty, which is nuts coming from a lineman. So, all right, we got Philly. Um, they could really, they really need receiver, but with Jamar Chase off the board. I don't want to give them receiver right now. They can go in the second round. They're going to go with J.C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina. His dad was in the NFL. I don't know if you're familiar with the touchdown celebration where the guy pulls the phone out of the uh, goalpost. Like that. You know what I'm talking about? No, I, I've not seen that. Could you explain that for All me? Right, um, yeah, his dad, back in the day, I believe he played for the New Orleans Saints. Um, he pulled the – it was a phone sitting under the – like the – the goalpost where there's like, uh, I can't think of the word, like padding, you know, down towards the bottom. He pulls yeah, out a phone yeah. after he scores a touchdown, and he starts doing a celebration with the phone. So that's his dad, yeah. But J.C. Horn, he's a beast. He's like a six-one. He's two hundred and ten-pound corner. He's real physical, so kind of like a Richard Sherman. Okay. Okay. And then. Uh, Jalen Ramsey and Richard Sherman both said that he's the best corner in the draft, so that's real high praise from two of the best corners. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, we got the L.A. Chargers here at 13. We got I got them going Rashawn Slater, offensive lineman out of Northwestern. I believe that's Big Ten too, isn't it? Yeah, Northwestern is in the Big Ten. Yeah, gotcha. so another Big we Ten. We got there. um, yeah, um, they were they actually won the Big Ten West this this year and played Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game. A lot of people were complaining since IU. You know, I mean IU was a great team this year right. and took took Ohio State to the final minute, and people were complaining that it was still Northwestern and Ohio State because the Big Ten West really is not really anything compared to the Big Ten East. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Big Ten East, we got Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, IU, uh, Penn State, of course. And then the Big Ten West, I mean, they got Northwestern. They're always pretty good. Actually, I had a Northwestern football player coming on the podcast here in a few weeks. Oh, really? Yeah, um, he'll be a – um, he'll he'll probably be the backup tight end next year as a sophomore. Well, technically a freshman because this year didn't count toward his eligibility. But um, his name's Hunter Welsing. Hmm. I think that's I'm saying I think I'm saying his last name right. I met him here on campus at IU. He was here for a weekend, so I gave him my business card. It was like, hey, you want to join a podcast? But well, that'd be awesome. No, I mean, the Big Ten West really is nothing compared to the Big Ten East. Right. We got, uh, like I said, Northwestern. Wisconsin, I mean, they're always a powerhouse. This year, they weren't that great. IU beat them, but besides that, there's no there's no one who's really that consistent like the Big Ten East. Right, Northwestern has got a lot of uh, draft picks going to be in this draft this year. So, yeah, you got their yeah. Uh, what about their quarterback, Peyton Ramsey? What do you think about him? Um, he's all right. I don't really have him getting drafted, honestly. Okay, but. yeah, he was a transfer from IU. He started for us um, two years ago. Gotcha. Yeah, they got. I'll talk about a few of them real quick. Um, Trayvon Morig, the safety. They have another safety. Can't think of his name, but they'll both be second to third round picks. Um, Greg Newsom. He's a corner. He can be a first round pick easily. So, and then you got Rashawn Slater. That's just going off the board here. So yeah. All right. So who you got going next? Minnesota Vikings. Um, they're going to look towards either the offensive line or defensive line. But with Mike Zimmer, their head coach coming out last year saying that this was the worst defense that he's probably ever coached. Um, they're going to attack that defensive line. They're going to go with Gregory Rousseau, the edge rusher out of Miami. Um, he's – he's it's really up to uh, – it's opinion-based, but I believe he'll be decent. He had 15-and-a-half sacks this last season, so he's real lengthy. He's six foot six. Good player. Yeah. And then New England at 15. This is another uh, Alabama player. I'm going to go with Devonta Smith, wide receiver. It's about damn time. <laughs> I mean, Heisman Heisman winner, he's going number 15. What's up with right. that? Um, yeah, he's really undersized. But, like, if you watch his tape, he's a real good route runner. He's really good with the ball in his hands after the catch. So, But Heisman players can fall, yeah. too. Like, Manziel fell. Um, Derrick Henry fell to the second round. When he got back, I mean, look, look at Derrick Henry, though. I mean, look what yeah, he's, he's doing in the league. Johnny Manziel is <laughs> story, but yeah, Henry's best back in the league, in my opinion. But yeah, Smith, I, mean, I know this is a little off topic, but uh, Devontae Smith's age is actually from Fort Oh, Miami. really? That's yeah, awesome. Javon Barnes. Pretty, it's pretty cool to um, see all these agents from the 260 yeah, that's cool doing their Definitely. thing. Um, all right, yeah, Smith fell, but still first rounder, so. Goes to New England. So next, we got the Arizona Cardinals, and this guy is 
Very, very, very underrated. Um, his name's Caleb Farley, the cornerback out of Virginia Tech. This is my number one corner. So people have like Patrick Sertan or uh, J.C. Horn up there, but nah, I think Caleb Farley's by far the best corner. Um, the reason he fell this far is because he had a back surgery that took him out for a while, and people don't know if that's going to be an injury concern or not. But, yeah, Cardinals pick up uh, Caleb Farley after losing Patrick Peterson this last offseason. I believe he's going to be the next Jalen uh, Ramsey, so that's high praise, but he's a beast. All right, so we got five more picks in this mock draft. We got Oakland, not Oakland, my bad. We got the Las Vegas Raiders going Jalen Waddle, wide receiver out of Alabama. So we got another Alabama wide receiver. So what is that, two Alabama wide receivers now? Or that three? is two Alabama wide receivers and then their quarterback, Mac Jones. Okay, and then you, uh, you, there was someone else you named earlier as well. Was it Jalen? It was uh, Patrick Sertan. Okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, they were they were loaded. Oh, this definitely, year. they're always loaded. Um, I believe they'll have another first rounder um, later because we're only covering the first twenty-one picks. But his name's Christian Barmore, the defensive tackle. What about what about Alex Leatherwood? Yeah, definitely, he'll be a early second round pick along with uh. Uh, Dante Brown or Deontay Brown, another lineman. Okay. So, yeah, Waddle, oof. he just came off a bad injury, but he's got so much speed, kind of like Henry Ruggs out of Alabama the last year to the Vegas Raiders. So, I think Waddle's comparison is Tyreek Hill. He's got that kind of speed. Wow. You, watch his, you watch his tape, he pops off. All right, now Miami at 18, there's – their second pick in the first round. I'm going with a Notre Dame linebacker slash safety, Jeremiah Owusu Kormoa. Dude is a absolute stud. He's a little undersized, but he can fly. My comparison to him is kind of like a uh, Devin White. Just won the Super Bowl last year with Tampa Bay Bucks. So. Yeah. All right. Who you got going number nineteen? You got um the Washington football team. Who you right, got? Right. Um. Yeah, Washington traded up to Detroit, so now I got Detroit picking that 19. Um, they, they need a wide receiver to go with uh, Jared Goff. They don't really got anybody. So they're going to go with Kadarius Toney, wide receiver out of Florida. Are you familiar with him at all? So Florida had, Florida had a good receiver group this year, Yeah, they too. did. Definitely. Um, their quarterback's going to be picked either round two or three. He's decent. He's got to sit a little bit, but he was in the Heisman talk for a while. Kyle Trask. Yeah. Are you familiar with uh, Kadarius Tony at all? I no? am not. I believe he could be the Colts pick too, so I might want to do some research on him. All right, I'll have to all do right. that. Um, all right, now we got Chicago at 20, followed up by Indianapolis at 21 to end the mock draft. So Chicago, um, it's where quarterbacks really go to die. So you could go quarterback here, but I don't think there's one worth – taking at 20 if they go quarterback they'd have to trade up so i have them going with probably their biggest need on the football team which is offensive tackle they're going christian derisol out of virginia tech all right so why so if they were to go to quarterback here who who would be the option oh boy um kellen mond out of texas a&m he's real good he won the senior bowl mvp um and then kyle trask but i don't think they're worth first round maybe david Mills too out of Stanford, but I I view them as second or third round picks. Right. So Bears. So who you got go? 
Who you got going number twenty one, right, man? Colts. It's my team. I I, I gotta I gotta right. hear this. Um, well, there's a couple positions they could go receiver because Hilton's getting old. He just signed on a one year contract, so um, they could either go receiver or they could they need tackle because Costanzo just retired, I believe, didn't he? Yeah, 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 he did. I mean, we had the we had the best offensive line for two oh, full definitely. years. And I see you guys boosting that offensive line up a little more. Keep that uh, top line intact. And they're going to go with some familiarity with Quentin Nelson. They're going to go Liam Eichenberg, tackle out of Notre Dame. So, all right. So, did they play together? Or Quentin Nelson might be a little bit older, right? So you yeah, he's a little him? older. He's uh, – Eichenberg sat behind Nelson and Stanley. Well, Nelson was a guard. Ronnie Stanley is a pro Pro Bowl tackle out of uh, Baltimore Ravens. He sat behind Ronnie Stanley. Okay. So. Okay, so they were on the yes. same team. Okay, I I feel like Quit Nelson's getting like past those years where his teammates are still in in college. Right. But I guess uh, not. Eichenberg was really young while Nelson was in. I believe his last year. So. Okay. So yeah, that rounds off the mock draft. Um, like I said, I had Atlanta trading to nine to Denver, and I had the Detroit Lions trading to nineteen to the Washington Football Team. All right. Well, I mean, I'll have to definitely keep track this Thursday. Check that out. See what picture were right, what picture were wrong. Have to give you some crap for that. <laughs> right. But um, who who you got some who you got some sleepers and some um bust right. this year. Um, all right. One second. Go for. You want to talk bus first or you want to talk sleepers? Let's go sleepers. sleepers. All right. Um, let's go with my guy, Caleb Farley. Like I said, he was projected the second to third highest corner behind Sertan or J.C. Horn. But I think Farley's going to be by far the best corner in this draft. He's got great speed and size. He's 6'2", 210, but he's, he flies. Um, all right, and then we got um, the quarterback, Kellen Mond, out of Texas A&M. All right, so you think he's a second yeah, round guy? Yeah, but I really want Chicago to pick him, honestly. I think he's going to be a stud. All right, so he'd be a, he'd be a type of guy that the Bears pick at, like, their 50 yeah. pick? Either a second or right. early third, but I don't think he'll fall that far. All and right. then, finally, um... A very, very, very underrated prospect as well. He's a receiver out of North Carolina, Diami Brown. You turn on his tape. This dude's a burner. Great deep threat. He's got great speed. Um, like I said, most of his routes were deep. That's why he's not projected as high. But you watch him. He flies past everybody. Um, I believe he's going to be a second to third round pick. He's a steal for sure. All right. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Chris Sims. I've heard the name, but I, I do right. not he's know much a, about He's him. got his own podcast. I listen to him sometimes. Um, he's a draft analyst or a college scout. He's got Diami Brown ranked number two out of his wide receiver prospects behind Jamar Chase. So he's got uh, Brown over wow. uh, Waddle and Devonta Smith. So, yep. Wow. Very, very, very underrated. All right, let's go to busts. All right, all right, let's hear them. Oh boy, these could be these could turn and bite me in the butt, but I honestly believe Mac Jones is going to be a bust from Alabama. All right, are you saying this because he's a system guy? Yeah, I believe so. He's not very mobile either, so like you, you send pressure, he ain't going to be able to escape it. He's kind of like a someone compared him on Alabama to Tom Brady. 
like a little bit more mobile Tom Brady because he's very accurate, but he can't move anything like that. So I. So he's a, he's an he's an old school type right. quarterback. And he's I don't know. You look at him. He's he's a little uh, chunky too. So he's not real built either. I don't I don't think he's gonna yeah. be that great. But like I said, you never know. And then All right. Patrick Sertain Jr. out of Alabama. He's got you watch his tape. He's not got the great. He doesn't have the greatest speed. Um, he can be burnt deep, but he's real physical too. So who knows? I don't think he'll be the best corner, but he's he'll be good. But I don't think he'll be that great. And then finally, I have um, the edge rusher out of Miami, Gregory Rousseau. Um, a lot of people have him number one because they're more of like box score or they look at the stats. He had 15 and a half sacks. But if you watch his tape, he cleaned up most of the sacks. Like um, his uh, partner, um, Jalen Phillips, on the other side of the line, he's he's one of the best edge rushers in the draft behind Quiddy Pay, in my opinion. He did most of the work. Like getting there, and it makes a quarterback like move up or something. And then Greg Rousseau would come in and get the sack. You know, he'd clean them up. Yeah, yeah. That's where most of this came from. But I don't think he'll be that great. All right. So, all right. So you're a Bears fan. I'm a Colts fan. A lot of these listeners they're from Indiana. So let's get a little bit into uh, your Colts predictions, your Bears predictions, and then you know what? Screw it. Let's do a Super Bowl prediction too. I mean, it's. May. Hey, let's do it. All right. I'll talk about the Colts first. Um, well, they got Jacksonville in their division along with Houston and Tennessee. Houston's a hot mess right now. Deshaun Watson, all that scandal stuff. Who knows what's going on? Um, I have them. They have 17 games this year instead of 16. The whole NFL does. So I have them going 10 and 7. And they're second in the AFC South. I have them making the wild card Ooh. though so you're, you get the playoffs okay. but i don't okay. i don't think they have enough to compete with tennessee honestly you don't what what do the colts not have we got a three-headed monster in the right. backfield got ty hilton we got Pittman. we've got the nfl mvp in carson wentz i mean he's got his old he's got his old coach back i mean if anyone's going to fix carson wentz it's right. break right see that's the that's where i don't see it um i think carson wentz is not very great he had the he led the league in interceptions last season, so that's where I see you guys like going bad with his Carson Wentz. I'm not a huge. Yeah, I mean, but Philip Rivers wasn't that great this year, and he led us right. The but he's a like a, almost a twenty year uh, twenty year vet in the league. He's got great vision, great experience. He's seen almost every defense, if not every defense. So he knows where to throw the ball. And you guys are uh, a dominant run team, so he didn't have yeah. to do much. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, Jordan Wilkins. Heck, I'm probably, I'm probably forgetting something. Nine Hines, he's a beast. Yeah. Yep. You guys have a real good running game, so. We're we're still one of the youngest teams right. in the and league, Right, and that defense. Too. Can't forget about that defense. Yeah, I know. All right. Colts Crazy. going. Chris Ballard's Oh, definitely. Genius. Colts going second in the AFC South, and they're making the wild card, though. But I have them losing in the first round. Anyways, we're going to go to Chicago. It's a mess right now, in my opinion. Signed Andy Dalton. Oof. All right. They have the third toughest schedule in the league. So that's not going to be beneficial to us at all. Um, I have us drafting Kalamon in the second round. So he's going to sit a year under Andy Dalton. So I believe this year is not going to be too great. They're going to go 6-11. and 11. They're going to be third in NFC North behind 
right above Detroit because Detroit's they're in rebuilding. They've been they've been rebuilding since two thousand one. Right. Yeah, not too great. Stafford was their only hope, but he's gone now. All right, so who you got, who you got for your Super Bowl, Super Bowl picks? You want to go AFC first or NFC? I don't care. Right, it's we'll up talk to about you. AFC. I got Cleveland Browns making the Super Bowl. It's been a long time. All right. Well, I mean, they've they've got a good enough roster. A lot of people had picked last year, but man, I don't see many people surpassing right. the Chiefs. Um, Tampa, not Tampa. My bad. Um, Kansas City. Um, they lost their two top tackles, two of the best tackles in the league. They just cut them. So, like, yeah, what I think was that about? Cap situation kind of thing because NFL lowered their cap. But um, you saw if you watched the Super Bowl, the Buccaneers defensive line ate Patrick Mahomes up all game. And that was without yeah. their two top tackles, too. So, if that's how it's going to be this next season, then I I don't know. So, I got Cleveland coming from the AFC, and then I have uh, the Los Angeles Rams coming back to the Super Bowl. All right. And they were they were just there, what, two um, years ago? Three? three years ago. They lost to New Okay. Angeles. Yeah, because it was, it was KC, San Francisco, and then right. KC, Tampa. And then it was New England and L.A. But – um, I think the addition of Stafford coming to the Rams because their biggest question was Jared Goff. Now they're adding a great yeah. underrated quarterback that was just trapped in Detroit, Matthew Stafford, to an elite defense with Aaron Donald. Oh, yeah. So All right, so who you got winning it? This is a tough one because both teams have a real good defense now because Cleveland added Jadavion Clowney. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did. I saw that on right. Twitter. I got the, the – I don't know. It's tough. Rams are going to come on top. All right. Who's your Super Bowl Matthew MVP? Stafford. He's going to – All right. I'm a huge fan. Being a Bears fan, we face him twice a year. He's definitely underrated. So, Stafford's finally going to get it done in L.A. All right. You got any, You got anything else for us today for the NFL draft um, preview? Besides my two Notre Dame guys that are going to go in the first round, watch out for them. They're going to be beasts, especially uh, Jeremiah Wusu Kormoa. I believe he'll be the defensive rookie of the year. And then I'll talk about one offensive player as well to watch out for. That could be potential rookie of the year. Um, I believe it's going to be Zach Wilson from the Jets. He's going to win it over Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Okay. So just those two. Watch out for Zach Wilson and uh, Jeremiah Wusu Kormoa. And then the 49ers, there's three options at quarterback they can go. So it's really it's up in the air, but I got them going Justin Fields. So we'll see how it turns out. All right. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. I'm looking forward to watching the draft this Thursday. So, I mean, like I said, thank you for coming on. Um, you know, just great time. Learned a lot. I learned a lot personally because I mean football is not my go-to right. sport. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate it, so. man. So that wraps up today's second episode. I feel like it was a great day for the podcast. I won't be doing two episodes a day very often. This is probably my only one, to be honest. Um, I just want to thank both. Lucas Deck and Jeff Duzan for coming on today. Uh, we have one more episode this week, this Friday, 
with former Cub prospect Tyler Alamo. A former prospect for the Cubs, like I said, um, he's turned into a factory worker, so I feel like that'll be a great conversation talking about that transition. Um, that'll wrap up the Friday episodes for a while. Had three Friday episodes back to back to back past three weeks, so want to give that a little bit of a break. Going back to just one episode each week on Mondays. Next week, we've got former Manette professional basketball player DJ McCall. Great dude. Talked to He was one of the first athletes I actually talked to uh, in my internship with Capture Sports Agency. Then I've got my former boss, Jordan Bontrager, Westview dude, lives out in Phoenix, started a sports agency uh, into 2019 called Forward Sports Entertainment. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, just looking forward to these next few weeks. All right, I'll see you guys then.